Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Tiffany Xingyu Wang, who's the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs, a contextual AI company. On this week's tech news, Dell just announced that they're selling their security division, RSA, for $2 billion. This is significant because next week is the RSA conference here in San Francisco, where there's over 50,000 people, and also because related to the conference, it's still going on in spite of fears of the coronavirus. Ring, the maker of the Ring doorbell, just announced that it's going to make two-factor authentication mandatory for its video doorbells and security cameras due to growing concerns of hackers being able to take over people's cameras because of the lack of security. If you're looking forward to receiving the next budget iPhone that Apple announced, also due to the coronavirus, Apple's suggesting that it might be delayed because of supply chain issues. The judge in the U.S. dismissed Huawei's suit against the U.S. government that bans their equipment. Uh, Huawei felt it was unfair that they would have their equipment not being able to be used in different applications in the United States. Um, This is actually very consistent with U.S. policy. Uh, Similarly, NASA has also said that they are looking to find ways to get out of China's supply chain. Clearview AI, a company that's in the news for basically scraping lots of personal information, announced that they believe that the First Amendment guarantees their right to do that. However, many lawyers and other experts disagree. AWS says that they are going to expect regulations around facial recognition, other facial facial recognition news. Microsoft actually pulled a public database that they allowed people that had 100,000 people representing 10 million images. There was a ransomware attack on a U.S. natural gas facility. The attackers used a spear phishing technique, which is to gain access to a network using social engineering. And this is just goes to show that, as we often talk about, all organizations, including the government, need to keep their system safe. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with my very good friend, Tiffany Xingyu Wong, who is the Chief Strategy Officer at Spectrum Labs and also a venture capitalist. Welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you for having me back. So, Tiffany, I wanted to first talk about, just briefly, because you have just gotten back from Davos. What was Davos like? What were you there for? At Spectrum Labs, we try to solve trust and safety issues on the internet. We really address issues from ground zero, from the socioeconomic level. Meeting nation state level leaders from governments really fosters this conversation between government, governments and the businesses to solve this um, problem together. And one of the things, I know that Davos sustainability was a big topic. 
Uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting and why I wanted you to come back on the show is you recently wrote an article for Forbes uh, on protecting the digital world called the 4P Framework. And That's I, right. Was, I thought it was super interesting. Can you tell us more about the 4P Framework? Yeah, sure. It all started of the four building blocks that I see in the digital world. That is um, identity. That means who we are. The content uh, that identities produce and in turn define who we are. And the third would be the network, the networks that allow us to communicate with each other. And the fourth will be the governance that sits all over um, these three components I mentioned. I got it. So identities, content, network, and governance. Now, how do they all fit together? Yeah, that's right. And now, if you if you if you look at the digital world comprised of these four components, I would say the internet today sucks. Right? We our identities could be stolen. The content could be toxic or fake. The network could be so powerful and centralized that actually allow identities to be stolen information or privacy to be breached and the governance is not consistent to protect the three components. So the 4P framework that are proposed is to address each of the component in the right way. So for identities, what I believe is that it needs to be private. The network should be protected against all the violation. The content needs to be preventative against toxicity and deep fakes. And after all, the governance, the governance that sits all over these components needs to be progressive. So that is the 4P framework that I talked about in the Forbes article. I, I got it. And it's timely because of how much we hear in the news about deep fakes and about how there's just tons of unsafe behavior. Uh, but it's a difficult problem to solve for. That's right. A very hard problem. <laughs> so why does this matter? Yeah. Um, so is, is, is we just talked um, about Davos, right? And, and the one thing I realized uh, stepping out of Davos ba- back in San Francisco is that I think over the past decades, government, governments give away the power and the responsibilities to private sectors, to businesses, to manage and create a governance for their platforms. And, and on the other end, um, today we talk a lot about blockchain, the, the world where each user, each individual participates, votes, and governs their own right and information on a blockchain platform is not there yet. So we're really in the world where I reckon the businesses are in the driver's seat to create a safer and better internet. So the 4P framework is actually a call to action for businesses to think about when they create the identities, content, network, and the governance. What is the right thing to do? And not until they do the right thing, we will not have a sustainable world, I mean the virtual world, to live in in the next decades. And what do you think is the right thing? Uh, well, that's the 4P framework that are proposed. I, I mean, it, that is that is uh, aspirational. That's right. But what do you think is the inhibitor now to get there? Yeah, I I think there, there are a couple of things. Um, 
the first is uh, we will we'll probably talk more about um, overall the trust and safety world. But for businesses to really put trust and safety at the heart of the business, you actually need to create a leadership, somebody at a C-suite level who owns it. We, 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 for people who work in corporate America, we all know when five people own something, nobody owns it. Right. So very often when I had a conversation with uh, businesses who try to address the trust and safety issues and sitting across the table are a combination of C-suites. And, and I do believe that once you actually create that role, uh, for example, um, chief equality officer, the rise of it um, is a pivotal to make diversity and equality happen in today's world. Um, and I believe if we create this role of chief trust officer, or we make any C-suite, CTO, chief security officer, chief community officer to own it with a budget, and then we can talk about making trust and safety as a priority for the business. I think that is uh, first and foremost. And I think there are many other things I can talk about, but I think having the leadership at the center of the business, thinking about it and doing it is the most important thing to happen. That is great advice. And so with that, this is a great start to the show. I have Tiffany Xingyu Wang, who is the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. If you have any questions or comments about Tiffany, about her company, Spectrum Labs, email us at info at Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, and we'll be right back with more Tiffany and Spectrum Labs. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Once again, I'm joined with my friend Tiffany Xingyu Wong, who is both an investor and the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. Welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you. So, Tiffany, this is a great question for you because I think we get locked into our mindsets, and right now we're in a very fluid world. Um, we hear oftentimes about people becoming investors. You're an investor and you're taking back an operational role. Why would you do that? Well, uh, privacy and identities are one of my investment thesis. And over the past years, I saw this paradigm shift of businesses thinking about trust and safety. And really, it is the moment of inflection point that uh, business take trust and safety is a top line of revenue tied solution rather than an insurance policies um, years ago. So um, it is what I'm passionate about. And um, I decided to join Spectrum Labs, um, partially also because I worked with the founding team before. Um, these are the experts in data engineering and the privacy and identities. And I think with the best talents, we stand a chance to make the internet a better and a safer place. Well, thank you. So let's kind of dig into Spectrum, um, and, and we'll try to make sure we educate, because this is kind of a new ground in artificial intelligence. Um, what is Spectrum Labs? What is your sweet spot? Yeah, thank you. Um, we, we do content moderation. So we talk about the 4P framework earlier, and one of the building blocks of the digital world is the content. 
So what we see today is the world is filled with toxicity and deep fakes. So content moderation becomes more and more important to foster our, a safer internet. So what we do is content moderation. Uh, we recognize and respond to uh, behaviors um, that could be toxic and help businesses to moderate. So how do you do that content moderation? Yeah. So um, it's all content moderation uh, platforms. In short form, I would say uh, content moderation software is to translate automatically um, the, get line, the guidelines of the platforms into a workflow for moderators. So, so that's basically what software does. How would a company like Facebook use this type of technology? Would they have it internally or they would actually have to go out and procure it? something like your solution. That's right. Uh, a lot of businesses will have their uh, in-house solution. And today, um, businesses have uh, human moderators uh, across uh, all countries. And again, an example, Facebook has uh, 15,000 moderators um, doing that. And, and what we provide is a solution is to help in Crazy the efficiency of human moderators and how we do things differently. And I'm happy to talk more details about how we do things differently is to actually help um, the solution deliver higher accuracy because um, you can very much imagine from platform to platform, a gaming platform versus a dating platform could perceive sexual harassment um, with a different tolerance level. And how would you define um, even a comment or a, a conversation um, being uh, toxic or not? Uh, human beings need to make that judgment when, when they review. So AI comes into place to increase efficiency and giving all the data that the machine have already uh, consumed and trained for and analyzes for to increase the accuracy of how we do the moderation. So we offer the solution within the bigger category of content moderation, but really focus on um, accuracy through what we call contextual AI and, the, and, and really foundation of doing the label data link very well so that we can allow contextual AI deliver higher accuracy. I see. Uh, I happen, well, here's a question. I happen to know of a company, one of the groups I work with, and they were brought in to do something similar for the Israeli elections. <laughs> so now that we're talking about the U.S. elections, uh, would your would Spectrum be ready to handle election monitoring? No, I mean the po the po politics um, uh, use case is not what we focus on. So what we currently look at the core four uh, verticals, which are gaming, dating, social networks, okay. and e-commerce, and then the use case, of course, are very related to these platforms. So it could come all the way from sexual harassment to child grooming to radicalization on those platforms. And I think it's great that you're actually specifically calling out the verticals you're working on because That's I think right. that a lot of times people get um, thinking that AI or artificial intelligence is going to solve all these things and it really takes the models and the training of the data to get to the very specific accuracy you're, you're bringing up. This, this, that's, that's, that's spot on. I, I think if you try to do um, everything, you do nothing well. Right. And, uh, and, and, and when I talked about our specific 
differentiators about what we call contextual AI, and our focus and investment on data labeling by vertical and by use case are exactly to avoid the issues you just mentioned. That they're they're all they on the market. They're open source. Solutions, or even their other content moderation software,、um, have very basic what do we call lookup、um, solutions. It's just basically to match exact words. And if you use solutions like that, it is often without context and without specific focus on vertical and use case. And you will have a lot of false positives. And the consequence of that. And could be life-threatening if it comes to self-harm, hate speech, etc. Those use cases. Can you go through an example of contextual AI?、Uh, sure. So,、um, for example, if I if you see the、uh, message、um, as "This is a f- awesome," so if you use the solution called、uh, Lookup, so you do、um, the word matching to. Then, it, then it actually related to profanity. However, if you look a classifier engine at a message level, then you will realize it could have positive sentiment. This is awesome. However, what we developed as、um, the algorithm for contextual AI is to put that message in the context. What was the time that message happened? What were the messages before and after? What are our relationships? If we're close friends, it could be a positive sentiment. But if it is in the context of, for example, radicalization or white nationalism, this could be a confirmation to a very threatening situation. So that is a typical example to talk about how you actually do accuracy from a word match to put. This text into a context and make a right judgment call. Yeah, that makes sense. And so this is a, a random question: Is your solution really only trained on English as a language right now? We are multi-lingual.、Uh, okay. Yeah. You're so mu- you're multi-lingual, but you're not translating. It's in, it's、no. in the native language. That's right, and that's another that, that's another reason. I mean, it's very you're on the money. I think one of the key reasons this is a real hard problem to solve. That that um. It it really it really comes to cultural differences, the nuances in language,、um, the customs, the ideologies from country to country. So it we really leverage the context to define if this message is toxic or not, rather than use the word itself. So 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 we really address multicultural and multi-language、uh, situations for、uh, content moderation for our customers. All right, Tiffany. Well, this is super interesting. So, thanks again. I'm joined with Tiffany Xinyu Wang, who's the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. They have an artificial intelligence-based solution for contextual AI. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info@svn.biz. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We're going to be right back with more Tiffany and Spectrum Labs. For questions or comments on today's program, call one eight 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 two eight seventy eight forty six. That's eight 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 two eight S V I N. Now back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your hosts Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. 
Once again, I'm joined with Tiffany Xingyu Wang, who is the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs, a company that's doing contextual AI. On this week's Cyber Tip, I want to once again talk about SMS phishing or smishing, which is where hackers are targeting SMS text to trick you into clicking links that are malicious. So it was just announced that close to 4,000 mobile banking app users in Canada and American banks were the victims of SMS phishing and again, smishing. Uh, This is because banks like Scotia, CIBC, Royal Bank, Unibank, HSBC, TD, Meridian, Manulife, BNC, all these companies have mobile apps. And so when you're getting text messages, you're thinking that the text is actually from your bank. And because mobile device screens are so small, it's easy for you to think it's legit and to click on the link and think you're being taken to their website. But instead, you're taken to a site that looks almost exactly the same, spelled almost exactly the same, and you then are tricked into putting in your actual login and credentials. And in doing so, that then causes you to lose your money. So the tip is this, and actually, I never click on links from text messages. My suggestion is when you get a text from your bank, if it's asking you to do something, log in directly from a browser, either your computer or your mobile device. Don't ever click the link to do it. And if you have to click the link to do it, then instead call up your bank and ask to do it manually. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined by my friend Tiffany Xinyu Wong, who's the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. Welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you. So early in the show, we went over what Spectrum Labs is, what you're doing in the contextual AI space, and we dived a little bit into content moderation. Why is that so important? Yeah, um, really tying back to the very beginning of the show, uh, one of the four building blocks for the digital world is the content. Uh, is, Is a human being now in the virtual world, we are almost defined by the content we produce. Um, so so at Spect- Spectrum Labs, we do content moderation. That basically means we recognize and respond to toxic behavior and try to make sure um, the environments for the platforms um, is safer and cleaner. Um, why it matters, I think it's, it's really twofolded. One, I would say it's the economic uh, impact. Um, Facebook has 50,000 moderators. All platforms we work with, they have human moderators um, doing the content moderation. So we are talking about a real economy, a real workforce that we can help make more efficient. Um, so there is a true economic value there. And, and the second point is something as Spectrum Lab and myself are very passionate about is the social value. So over past years, we start to say we give jobs to emerging markets to do content moderation. Mm -hmm. But we actually really didn't give them the tool to do that efficiently. And worse than that, we didn't create an environment to protect them. Because these human beings every day, day long, are exposed to toxic content and only... Um, very recently, we heard those cases of 
depression, um, all the way to suicides. So, so the more we can help human moderators to reduce their exposure to toxicity, not only we help them moderate the platforms for end users, we also protect them against such high intensity of toxicity every day. So I think moder- the content moderation is important, not only because of economic value, but also because of social value. Um, and then this is a real and hard problem that's emerged from the recent years. And, and just to play this back, because there's been plenty of articles in the last year about content moderators themselves going through these issues. So we're not talking about the necessarily the victims of uh, the deep fakes. I mean, that's a whole other issue. We're talking about the actual people. So in Facebook's case, there's 15,000 humans that are actively monitoring content all the time. That's right. And sometimes they get very overwhelmed. And sometimes they're seeing very, very toxic things. Uh, imagery of violence, imagery of um, back to the deep fakes. So the software is then purchased by the platforms. platforms. Again, not that I know who your customer base is, but something like mm-hmm. a social media network. And they're giving that tool out to the content moderators or is it automated and the content moderators just don't see that content because they're even pre-screened? We, we, we really, we, so platforms will have the AI, uh, our uh, solution, and to combine that with uh, human moderation. And it comes to the accuracy we talk about. It comes to why the problem is hard because of the cultural nuances, the the language differences. So we still actually need the human beings to make the judgment call. What AI can help is to to make that more efficient, to make the exposure less, and to also help the accuracy higher. Because ultimately, a specific national who has a specific language skill doesn't necessarily um, uh, uh, be able to make the right judgment call for a piece of content from another language, another culture. But a machine actually can analyze across language, across cultures, across use case, across verticals. And then actually with machine's help, uh, human beings actually can deliver a higher accuracy and therefore uh, make sure the users can live in a safer environment on the platforms. Yeah, it's exciting. So this sounds like a technology that might be ahead of regulation. Are there any regulations that govern the application of the platform? I I, th- I think the key, I mean, I, I, I would say this way, that uh, we mentioned previously that um, governments actually, I mean, across all countries, um, give a lot of power and responsibilities over the decades to platforms to uh, make sure they can actually take a lead in the governance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but when damages happen, uh, governments start to step in right. and say regulations need to happen. So, so what we've observed is when we first, when we first out of in the market, um, a lot of businesses would use our solution as a reaction to potential regulation uh, pressure uh, ahead of time. Um, so it is reactive. However, um, over over this years, that's why also when you asked me why I decided shifting from investor perspective to the operational perspective, and is that I do see the inflection point where 
businesses are starting to take a proactive approach to incorporate trust and safety at the center of the businesses. So in other words, to answer your question is, I, I do see these businesses who actually are responsible for the governance of the platforms proactively using the right solutions to make sure their platforms are safer and therefore better for the community engagement. But I don't deny um, a lot of uh, um, fear about potential future uh, regulation yeah. pressure was was partially um, a trigger or drive for a lot of businesses to think about it seriously. Yeah, and that's the genesis of my question. So as you know, I came out of banking and technology my entire career. And so banking versus technology has always been regulated. And uh, I think banking and finance are the at the forefront of um, almost sometimes pernicious governmental regulations. But when you hear about Mark Zuckerberg, who just in the last few days talked about how he believes that Facebook will suffer um, revenue hits in the short term or profitability hits in the short term because they will try to keep ahead of the regulation. This is that life cycle that happens in um, any industry that as you scale, you, you scale faster than you can possibly anticipate. And so now you're worried about getting the government to clamp down so hard on you that you actually lose profitability. So that's why I think your solution is actually has the right timing because we see it. Technology companies as a whole have not been as regulated nearly as first banking and energy sectors, then insurance sectors and healthcare, automotive. Technology really isn't regulated the same way. And with all these advancements in good and bad technology, so in the bad case, deep fakes and um, toxic imagery, toxic content, without having a solution ready that's where the opportunity is. Because I've been, as a, as a buyer of technology, I've been in many situations where something happens and all of a sudden you got to buy the technology. You got to implement it now before the regulator gets in. And that's a, that's a Yeah, they're, they're really, that, that's, that's putting on the investor's head. That's true. There, there are a, a category of startups that were really built um, for regulation. Um, my point was, Yes, I think this whole paradigm shift could be contributed by the potential um, risk-stepping in by the government to, to, to help regulate the governance on the social platforms. Uh, however, I do uh, deeply believe that um, the, the executives and the leaders in businesses do have the right intention to... to, to to also push this paradigm yep. shift to happen. And, um, and one of the opportunity that I see is how you actually can position your communities and the platforms with this differentiator of being a safer uh, and better environment than exactly the same platform doing the same thing but toxic. So I think that is an opportunity for a lot of business leaders to think to position trust and safety software is a differentiator rather than an insurance policy. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. So Tiffany, thanks for explaining why content moderation really matters. And I think the work that you and Spectrum Labs is doing in the space, being at the forefront 
staying ahead of regulations, staying ahead of where companies need to be. I think that is a really great strategy. So once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined by very special guest, Tiffany Xingyu Wang, Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. You have any questions or comments about today's show, email us at info at svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And don't go away because on the pivot, we're going to talk about the opportunities when you incorporate this type of technology. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Joined by my very special guest, Tiffany Xingyu Wong, who is the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. Welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you. So earlier in today's show, we talked about Tiffany's new venture, being the Chief Strategy Officer at Spectrum Labs, which is a company leading the charge in contextual AI and content moderation. Uh, On the pivot, we want to talk about what are the challenges and opportunities with this type of technology? Yeah, thank you, Keith. Um, The biggest challenge that I've observed through my work at Spectrum is that the whole trust and safety software development started with the reaction of businesses to the potential regulation uh, pressure. Um, In other words, people adopt solutions after damage are already done. So um, I believe the biggest opportunity for us is to have this mentality shift from a reactive crisis management solution toward a proactive safety by design approach. So I think this is really the the, the biggest opportunity, how we actually can help business leaders to shift that mentality. Now, uh, for my work at Spectrum, something I deeply uh, are passionate about is to help businesses think about how to make this shift happen. The first of the solutions um, is really defining the owner at a C-suite level who owns trust and safety. Today, we see a lot of businesses combine different C-suite roles to solve it. So it makes actually the um, sell cycle for the solutions longer. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm s- selling a CRM software to head of revenue or CRO. Right. So, so for the industry to have trust and safety, you need a trust and safety software companies to grow, and therefore you need actually a pretty determined process which is repeatable and scalable. So that wouldn't happen until you have a leader within the company who champions for it and who has a budget for it. And I think one of the key things um, I feel strongly about um, is actually help business think about is that um, a CTO, that's chief security officer, that chief community officer who owns it, or we create a new role. So that's something um, I think a lot about mm-hmm. and I talk a lot about with the industry leaders uh, in the space. And uh, this year and beyond, that is agenda I want to push for working with all these leaders, actively thinking about trust and safety. And, and the second is once leadership is defined within a company, it is all about making it a priority. 
that's also why leadership is important. Not until that happens, who gonna fight for it every day? So making trust and safety is a priority is as important as today we make diversity and equality as a priority for businesses. It's not only about the branding of the company, but for making the right decisions for the platforms. Um, historically, people choose platforms for the use case. If I go to YouTube, I want to organize the video. I go to Facebook, I want to communicate yeah. with people. You select in a product. Today, more and more, uh, often people select out. If I go to a gaming platform, it is filled with toxicity. I'm leaving. I'm going for another gaming platform. So the second important thing is to make that clear within the business for the top leaders that this is a priority to address. You cannot wait until tomorrow because otherwise you will have attrition of your community. And, and this is a great point. And this is what I've seen in uh, my career that when we compare, again, earlier we talked about technology companies to which has not traditionally been regulated to regulated industries. And I bring this up specifically because you know banks are seen as old and stodgy. They're, they have huge tech stacks. But it's this concept of enterprise risk management or technology risk. So in order to really articulate what you said, being very reactive and being um, reactionary to why I'm bringing in a solution after the fact is because they haven't done an exercise which uh, regular companies do, which is called um, risk modeling. So we talk about things in terms of likelihood and impact. And we could talk about even in terms of Fukushima, right? Fukushima was supposed to never happen. It's like a you know a thousand year uh, earthquake, and nobody calculated what the tsunami was going to do to take it all the reactors. And so that's what I would compare it to. That there's an opportunity right now in this space as we're converging with technologies and things that we don't yet understand. That don't wait to do the exercise or do the exercise quickly in order to get to a solution like a contextual AI content moderation platform. Yeah, but I do have a lot of empathy for businesses, right? Because <laughs> honestly, how would you do the ROI analysis? You know, where are you going to get information? Because all these problems are recent. You know, how would you know the attrition of your community um, are contributed by actually toxicity? You know, what are the factors you use to factor into ROI analysis? So I do have a lot of empathy for uh, the businesses to not be able to do the cost-benefit um, analysis. I mean, and let's just be honest, this whole equality and diversity paradigm shift took decades, right? So all what I'm uh, proposing uh, to business to think about and to work together is not actually... Um, what you just said is we we, can, we we cannot make the paradigm shift if we don't understand how hard it is on a business to make that happen. The key is to make a bet, right? You're going to make a bet. And we know the general trend that the toxicity could cause um, the issue with community retention engagement. Make a bet, find an owner, try it, gather data, and approve the ROI. It takes time. So I don't think ROI analysis should be the beginning necessarily for this paradigm sh to shift to happen. But you're right. Along the time while we make this bad happen, we should always track the data to understand exactly what that impact is. Excellent advice. And with that, I can't believe we're already at the end of the show. So Tiffany Xingyu Wang of Spectral Labs, thanks for being, again for being on the show. Thank you. You want to find out more about contextual AI or content moderation and what Spectral Labs is all about? 
Email us at info.svi.biz. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, and we'll see you next week. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I'm joined with my special guest, Tiffany Xingyu Wang, and we've produced a special bonus content for you, which are what steps you need to take as an organization to implement an effective content moderation strategy and platform. So thanks again, Tiffany. Take it away. Thank you, Keith. Um, I think the first thing is to find the owner of trust and safety within the company. Um, In corporate America, if five people own something, nobody owns it. So you need to define who owns it and assign a specific budget for trust and safety and allow this person to bring trust and safety as a priority for the platform. And the second thing, um, as I mentioned, once that person or that group is defined, uh, you're going to make that priority for the platform. And you would ask me why that's important. The reason people would ask me that question, because historically it was associated um, to an insurance policy or crisis management tool um, with a very reactive approach to the issue. Um, however, we see more and more new platforms try to differentiate themselves with this selling point being a trusted and a safer uh, platforms compared to other platforms as competitors. So how you actually make this trust and safety um, solution as a priority for the company uh, and make it as a differentiator for community engagement and a retention uh, would be the second uh, most important thing to do once you define um, what the leadership is. I think the the, the third the third uh, uh, important point is is what what I uh, call and what, at Spectrum we uh, deeply believing is safety by design. So uh, today, a lot of established platforms, it was already designed, right? So so it's actually harder to infuse the trust and safety into the existing workflow and existing environments. However, if you build a new platforms, um, you should think about what what, what are the guidelines and who actually decide the guidelines for the platform that should have a diversity of uh, genders, uh, races, backgrounds, um, and then f- and really design from the very beginning on the guideline and the product features uh, with safety at the center of the decision. So safety by design will be the, the third uh, important point to make trust and safety happen. And the, and the fourth is do, do the thing, uh, I would say, in the in, in the right way even though it could be hard mm-hmm. used use the right solution um i think in in the radio show um we will talk about uh, in more details why certain ai solution is is better off than others mm-hmm. and it's very very uh, easy to find an open source solution like a uh, lookup just matching the words but that's not going to solve um, the hard problem is to find the toxicity by vertical and by use case. Find the right AI solution and also build a, a very robust uh, data labeling um, uh, team because AI is as good as the data gets. So 
um, allowing data labeling by vertical and by use case is the only way to go with um, the right AI solution to solve the problem. So I would say th these are the four points I would encourage uh, all platforms who really want to make trust and safety happen to consider uh, leadership, making priority, safety by design, and in the end, uh, do the right thing rather than the easy thing. Well, Tiffany, that's great advice for companies and organizations thinking about how to tackle this problem. So thanks again for being here. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined with Tiffany Xingyu Wong, who is the Chief Strategy Officer of Spectrum Labs. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info.svn.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll see you soon. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. 